And now, coming to you from the top of the dial, 107.7 WKFM, The Lick. In a world where every other podcast sounds like boring NPR talk, these two put the jock back in jockeys. It's Brad Howe and Sidney Hollis, the bad boys of classic rock. Hang on. Morning, Sid. Morning, Brad. Good morning. Morning. Morning, everyone. Morning at 5.43 p.m. on a Monday. Morning. <laughs> Wait, we have all the time in the world now. Why don't we just get up at like 7 on Tuesday and Friday and treat it like a morning show? Oh, we could, yeah. Nah. Yeah, we could. We can actually we could do that. We can train ourselves. What we could do? You know what we should do? See, this is when we got to get get into like Zoom or like Instagram Live, but while like while like taping it to put out later, if people want to tune in like a morning show, like it's seven <laughs> seven to nine, we're up. We should totally do that. We could just do it on Instagram Live, right? So all of our fans just tune in and they're like, it's like watching Rome. Yeah. Uh, let's work on that this right. week. What a start to the day. Yeah, a couple knuckleheads. It'll be like, uh, like yeah, watching these simulcasts with Mike and Mike or something. We'll do it next month. <laughs> we'll do it when this is over. <laughs> Dude, I gotta work on my backdrop though. You know all these, all these like TV news anchors and people that are like having to do television from home. They all have cool backdrops now. It's like the end thing. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You do have, you do, dude. Your room is a is like a set. It's like, oh wow, welcome to Sid's world, and it's like koozies everywhere, and it's like, <laughs> it's like it looks like you had an art designer come in and like replicate your personality. I don't, don't worry about your backdrop, <laughs> dude. That's what it best. looks like. It looks like Dan Patrick's studio. There's a surfboard. There's like bobbleheads. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. I was on. I was Facetiming with our mutual friend Betsy yesterday. She and her husband Ryan, and uh, and she was like, she was like, Ryan, look at Sid's room. It just looks like a like a, like a fun guy's house. Guitars, <laughs> uh, <laughs> surfboards, a couple of Yeti coolers, Yeti koozies. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching. Uh... Yeah, so I got caught watching the SNL thing because I was curious as to what it was and how they did it. I watched a little bit of it, meaning just browsed it. It was horrible. Well, first, I mean, comedy, like, I guess, like, Saturday Night Live, which is, like, based on sketching the audience. Like, I guess it's kind of hard when it's, like, or, like, a stand-up, specifically doing, like, landing jokes. Like, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Like, there's, a like, a pause. For laughter, like a specific pause, so it's a little, it's a lot, it's really tough. Or like, I mean, it can still be humorous, but yeah, it, I would imagine that show specifically is always driven by like the pauses. I mean, <clears throat> I think you're hitting the nail on the head because I was telling the same funny story on like multiple digital happy hours, and I kind of, I kind of relearned my comedic timing to to account for like the delay, and so I would like. Like I would, you know, you know me, Brad. Like I'll say something and then I'll kind of like do a look to pander for the laugh, 
Yeah. And I had re I've like retaught myself the timing for video calls with that small delay. Uh, then I tried to tell the same story on the phone without the delay, and I and I botched it because you know it's the time <laughs> the timing and the pause for laughter, you know. Well, the one thing I thought was kind of funny, you know, these SNL stars, don't they get a nice little paycheck? Some of these guys got some bland rooms. Oh, it's pathetic. Looks like a brand new apartment, just a nice white wall. Come on now. And, the, like, dude, it was, there, there were parts where it was so obvious someone was reading. I was like, this is pathetic. They still can't get over... They can't stop reading. They can't stop with cue. The world comes to a halt in SNL. They're still reading the cue cards. It's like, hey, man, like, you got all the time in the world. Like, you were trained at whatever <laughs> sketch, improv, or stand-up. You memorize your words. <laughs> you got, like, four days. You got one sketch. It's about five minutes. It's like a monologue or whatever you're going to do. Go for it, man. Just go for it and really memorize it. Uh, I'll wake up. I'll wake up a little late on Saturday and maybe I'll walk my dog and then I'll get on live. Every the whole world's watching this. They're ready to go. They like these characters. They like these people. I'm still gonna use. I'm gonna socially distance myself with a cue card guy. I'll have him over. We won't get too close, but he'll be there. He'll be there. Golly. I'll be damned if we didn't get on that show. We can memorize our lines. Yeah, what's well, all you have to do? You don't have much of a social life if you're on that show, so memorize your damn lines. Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like I can memorize a sketch in a day. For sure, we all have. If you've ever done sketch, you can do it in a day. You just train yourself. You just start picking out the, the key points. You yeah. understand the flow. Yeah, they might. you might mess up a word. You might... There's this whole thing they do where they, they change up... They always claim to change up the script like an hour before... Probably get rid of that, huh? I I don't understand it's the not rationale. That cool. It's like what I get. It's on the fly, but I mean, I'd rather a, just a top-notch show, even if it means you like wrote all the sketches in the summer and then you're always like two weeks ahead of yourself. I don't understand changing the sketch like an hour before when it's already locked in, unless it's unless it's for weekend update and it's breaking news that you want to suddenly yeah, do. Right. But when it's a sketch about three people in a hot tub, why, why, why does it need to be different from what you wrote on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and Friday? Why does why does <laughs> then, it suddenly have to change? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it boggles my mind. Folks, we want to remind you that we are currently edging on the um, edging on eleven listeners right now. We're really killing it ourselves, <laughs> and we love our eleven listeners. <laughs> Give them all a lick. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a lick. And give them a... Hey, <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you guys aren't getting us more listeners. We told you all you have to go out and get us another listener. <laughs> we're going to start treating... We're going to start treating you like... Uh, <laughs> employees. <laughs> employees. Yeah, you're gonna Kidding. all gonna, they're all gonna have lick homework during this uh, <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> you you all, should. You, it's a compliment to have lick homework. Don't look at it like it's we're scolding you. You have ten minutes of lick homework a day. <laughs> oh, Brad, my legs and my ass are sore. I did this twenty mile bike ride the other day, and I'm fucking sore, uh, dude. 
I'm jealous. I love biking. That's a good ride. It was nice. It was, but you know, I, every time I do something like that, I learn a new lesson. And so I, I decided to take this path that no one else would be on. I just, I just, I just rode out towards Long Island basically because I figured right. a lot of people would doing would be doing like popular destination rides, and I thought let me yeah. let me avoid those. And uh, even even that even doing that, there was a couple times where like someone on an electric scooter would pass me, and they're like two feet away, and I'm like, you can't go yeah farther around. Like there's not even yeah. a car out, dude. Come on now. I don't like those people anyways, neither do you. It's wacky, dude. It's fucking wacky. But you know what? I uh, I rode so far into the... You know, New York City's so weird. When you start trying to drive, like, certain neighborhoods will just suddenly feel like suburbia. And then mm. you're like, oh, I'm out of the city. And then five minutes later, you're back in an area that feels just like New York City again. And it's, like, strange. Like, it, there's little pockets that feel like the burbs. Like... I was riding, and I just came upon, like, a standalone Arby's. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Where was it? It was... Man, where was it? It was somewhere out Metropolitan, but not as far as... Like, halfway between Greenpoint and Jamaica, Queens. And And then I rode for a little ways longer, and then it was back to, like, densely populated city area. And I'm like... Wow, what was that little pocket where there was like a standalone yeah. Arby's and then a standalone uh-huh. McDonald's? Well, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. It gave me a little. It was good to get some exercise, though. You know. Sure. Yeah. Wasn't complete cardio though. It wasn't really. You know, the only cardio I get is when I'm running late to work. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. I I, I hear that. Like I don't really. It's like, I'm not, there's no reason to rush right now, you know? I hate that feeling of being late to work like that. I hate it. Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. Me too. Like, oh shit, am I going to make it? Oh man, I'm... And you know what? Guess what? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Look at us now. It doesn't matter. Look You're either the shitty coworker giving your coworker shit, or they're giving it to you. Neither of you, <laughs> both of you, need, both of us need to stop. Just stop. <laughs> Tell me you don't stop forgetting about it either way. Like I don't know, <laughs> five, ten minutes after, stop. I've definitely stop. <laughs> I've definitely had coworkers tell me that they were less like worried about being to work on time, and they just didn't want to hear my big mouth when they came walking in late, like. Here we go. What's the excuse? Where were well, you? When we used to work together. It was that way. I remember that, like with either me or you, or like our other coworkers. But like looking back, it was only about like you almost liked them being late. You're like, good. <laughs> yeah, good. I get to say some shit to them when they walk in the door. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, look You'll, who it is. It could be one minute. You're like, oh, somebody's late. <laughs> yeah. It's like not really, but yes, but stop. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, you know, we're just supposed to be up here at seven o'clock, and it's seven at one. So what's, uh, you know, where were you? <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about uh, having coffee later in the day. Oh yes, we were. You're having a nice cup right now, aren't you? Mm. I don't like to believe that you're having coffee. I want to know that you're already drinking. Oh, dude, I went through some brews for Easter yesterday, so I'm kind of putting myself in a little bit of detention over here. <laughs> 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 
attention. <laughs> Easter was a little Easter was a little <laughs> wild here in the beach house room, let's just say. <laughs> a couple of FaceTime calls I'd like to have back, you know? <laughs> or at least some portions of. Did you tell some girl you loved her and you're like friends? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Did you have the inkling when you were on Facebook to write on some girl you know's photo? Like, you look beautiful in this picture. Well, <laughs> have you ever told someone I love you over Zoom and then you can't tell if they're frozen up or not because they're so shocked? <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of staring at you. But, yeah. but then you say, but then you still see the bubbles in their champagne glass, so you know that it's not frozen. <laughs> oh, great. Here we go. I've done it again. I, I can, like, I mean, doesn't that happen in real life? They just, I love you, and they just stare, and you're like, you're all right? Like, yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I found it. I figured out the perfect reply to that. Is if someone says, I love you, and you can say, I think I love you too. And then it kind of take, it softens the blow. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you just never talk to them again. Sure. I, th- I think I'm in love with you, too. Why is it that when someone says I love you, it's usually whispered? Because they're like, nobody's sure if they mean it. Nobody's sure how it's going to be received. <laughs> I, the human psychology is so messed up. So messed up. We just can't, like, it's so messed up. You know how many articles are online that say, what's wrong with me? Just type in, what's wrong with me? You could spend your entire quarantine learning about it. <laughs> We're all messed up and everybody's got something to say about it. What's wrong with me? Here's what's wrong with you, but this is also wrong with you. Right. Dude, we need to get your father on the cast and have, we'll call it the therapy session. We'll just like spill our guts and see what he says. <laughs> sure. It'd be, a great, it'd be a great cast. Well, I have an inkling of what he'd say. Well, I'd get the good advice, and then he just, yeah. he'd just like, he would ignore you he'd say, all well, the time. He'd say, well, just cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> I don't feel like waking up before noon. Cut it out. <laughs> C- cut out the antics or cut out the... Yeah, like, you know. Knock it off. Knock wake it off, up. yeah. Wake up. Jeez. I like that one. Wake up. <laughs> all right, all right, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put on a little light music in the background. Just a little something light. Yes, please. <clears throat> um, yeah, we were talking about coffee and like old people making... Uh, old people love to have coffee at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, or even in a movie that you'll see people like, I'll put a pot of coffee on. It's like... I don't want to. I don't want to have a headache right now. <laughs> I, <don't wanna. laughs> I I hate coffee at night. I get this massive headache and ugh. Now, if you take and they bring out the cream and the sugar, it's like just give me a fucking beer or a fucking glass of water or something. What you, I don't need. I don't need you to do a French press. It's like God. <laughs> Letterman's on in a half an hour. What are you doing? <laughs> What year, what year were you born? Oh, stop that. It's <laughs> too much. <laughs> I think they just love the ritual, you know? Oh, it's like you hear the little, you hear it going, you hear the Mr. Coffee plugging away, you know, you smell it, you get the milk and cream out. You, that 
that sound of a spoon in a mug, dude. It's just something yeah. about it, you know? No, but <laughs> I don't even like this. I, I think my top, my top three smells of all time will include coffee, go-kart exhaust, <laughs> and just the smell of my dad's brute. <laughs> but I don't like to smell. Co- I don't. I don't like to smell any of them at night. I like to race during the day. I like to smell my dad when he's going to church, and I like to have a pot of coffee in the morning. Anytime it's at night, that means my dad's cheating on my wife. Um, I've gone on the go kart track too many times, and and I'm gonna get a headache by drinking this coffee at this time of night. No, no. Stop. Hey, speaking of smells, I got a great one for you, dude. I've been yeah, th- what are your smells? Oh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, you know, because I... And don't say your own smell. It's li- that's lame. <laughs> well, so, something that's been bring, bringing me peace lately is like, you know, there's so much fear with this this uh, this this shelter-in-place, uh, you know, uh, social distancing thing. So you get home and you bleach everything. So, like, my whole house smells like bleach, like bleach in the... Dude. Bleach. I never thought in my life I would bleach Paul Newman's popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I did it today. I'm like, what am I doing? This is so dumb. Anyways, well, go on. Well, then you wash your hands a couple times, and they still smell like bleach, you know, for like another hour. Oh, yeah. So that first couple beers I have after I've kind of got, <laughs> gotten inside, dude, I swear to God, you feel like you're in a hot tub. Yeah. You feel God, I don't mind. Like, you know when, like, a hotel has an indoor pool, especially an indoor pool in the lobby, and the whole lobby smells like chlorine? Just a peaceful smell, dude. I love a little bleach on the hands than having a beer. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the morning, it's even worse, because it's like, there'll be, like, you know, 12 empty beer cans in here, and I'll bleach something else again. And then it reminds me of the fraternity house after a party where it would just be this mixture of stale beer and bleach in the house, like, early in the morning on a Sunday. Well, by early... talking about cleaning up after a party. <clears throat> Nothing's worse when you're cleaning up after your own party during quarantine. Oh, it's true. I think the first 20 minutes of each day is undoing all the, the craziness that's happened in here the night before. <laughs> and I'm not even that crazy. Yeah, but it's just like it's easy to put the chips on the ground. It's easy to. Yeah, well, and I I dressed up for some Easter Facetimes yesterday, Brad. Oh, I saw. So this morning I, I, I saw. This morning I had neckties all over my room. It looked like <laughs> <laughs> looked looked somebody looked like somebody was at the stag shop. We had a store like that in the mall called the stag. I think the, the amount stag of time shop. you spend putting on costumes. Should be put towards the stage and not ruining people's weddings, <laughs> birthdays, religious holidays. <laughs> it's true. I mean, put it on the stage, <laughs> or or stop because it. You have you have actually suggested you you were going to dress up for Halloween on somebody's wedding. <laughs> Incredible! Incredible! <laughs> you were mad about that. <clears throat> What's that? The wedding one? Yeah, because I was going to dress as Patrick Swayze from Ghost Listen, at my friend's nope, wedding. I think all of your antics are funnier. Nobody thinks more of that. <laughs> but I was like, I had to like, it wasn't so much I was, I was, I was mad to know. <laughs> I had, I hated that I, I, that I even had to give you advice on it. That's what I was mad. I'm like, I shouldn't have to have to tell him this, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's their wedding. Don't be the center of attention. Let them. No, let no, you them. can't. 
Just, uh, trust me, I, I'm with you. It'd be funny. But don't dress up like Patrick. What? Patrick Swayze from Ghost on somebody's... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Swayze. <laughs> and that was before you got your Swayze haircut. Yes. Yes, it was. Speaking of haircuts, how you doing over there? Yeah, glad you asked. I think... I'm not on board with this whole everybody shaving their head thing. Everybody's doing the shaving the head because it's like this cute gimmick to like, oh, we're all going to shave our heads because it's the only time we'll ever be able to do it. <laughs> at, at first, I thought it was about coronavirus. Like, oh, I don't want to like get it in my hair and touch my beard. Sure. No, the more I'm reading about it is people just want to do it because it's fun. It goes along with, it. Go, that's fine. You know what, fine, that's fine, that's fine. I get it. But you think it'd be the other way around. I'm doing it the other way around. I think I'm going to try and grow my hair out. I've been thinking about trying to grow it a little bit longer anyways, not long. Yeah. And it would take far too, it would take too long to even get to your length. That would probably take me into like the fall. <laughs> but like a little bit longer. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to just keep it going to get a little longer. I, I'll probably end up trimming the sides, like, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm okay right now. It's fine. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some uneven parts, just because my last haircut wasn't particularly great. It was, you know, I was trying to go for half, you know, I was trying to do the Cliff Booth thing from, uh, from, uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> you were trying to look exactly like Brad Pitt, right, exactly, okay. <laughs> a, a lot of people are, yeah. Sure. <laughs> hey, you know, they say aim for the stars, you know? <laughs> Like, who do you want to look like? You know, I, I, I could say a normal answer, like Matthew Perry or something. Like Brad Pitt. Brad yeah. Pitt. <laughs> Wait, that's a good that's a good slogan for our show. Aim for the stars, meaning we t- try and take them down. Sure. Anyways, yes. You got the... Pat- you got the... So the mullets... Okay, you're going for the Brad Pitt look. It's just like, there's just like a section of my hair where it kind of is... It, like. It's just a couple strands are like extreme, and then they look, they look especially weird if I'm wearing like one of my homemade masks. Oh okay. yeah. <clears throat> now you you cut out a picture of Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time from Hollywood. You brought it to your barber and said, "Make me look like this." I'm guessing you saved that for when we're out of this, and you go to your plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> you go, I want to look like this. He goes, well. I can try. I mean, <laughs> what do you what do you want to start with? It's like, well, cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> How come there hasn't been a, a plastic surgery like face app yet? It's like, ha ha ha. This is what I would look like with plastic surgery. Because people don't want to admit, like you know, like how how deep this this really goes. You know, I would assume. Wait, what do you mean? Because I think people are all the time having plastic surgery all around us, Brad. And then, like, if you know, if if it becomes like, like that's a that's a dirty little secret people don't want to let us in on, you know. Wait, no, 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 I mean, um, I mean, um, wait, did I not say my idea clearly? Like an app that shows like what you would look like if you had plastic surgery. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm just thinking that it still hits too close to home for people. Like they're afraid of it. Because they're like, well, I might want to do that one day, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Oh. I, well, it's not like <laughs> Trump's making us all do it. The people who are ugly, like us, we would do it. 
<laughs> I'm trying to pitch an idea here that I really think Instagram would like. Dude, you should make it. <laughs> this is the worst idea I, I've ever come up with. Plastic surgery yourself. Plastic surgery yourself. <laughs> Dude, let's do that. I'm, I'm on board. I want to look like Wayne Newton. Oh, what a horse. <laughs> what a good-looking guy. Horse. Don't shame. Maybe yeah, give him a lick. Maybe a little... Well, Burt Reynolds had some work done, right? I mean, in some world, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of celebrities have. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <clears throat> you know, I knew this... I knew this young lady in college. We met early on my freshman year. And... She had confided in me that she had uh, had a breast reduction before college. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, my boobs were just big and they hurt my back a lot. So I had a breast reduction before college. And I was like, oh, I guess yeah. that makes sense. You know, you kind of. Yeah, a lot of people do that, yeah. You know, you, 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 know, you start this new life, this new place. And, uh, yeah. and I was kind of into her, but I never got the feeling she was into me back. She just kind of strung me along, like like so many women in my life, Brad. I hear you. Stringing me along. The lick isn't what you think it is, guys. You think we're players. We're just shy Catholic boys, Christian boys. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so so one time we're hanging out. We're in my dorm room. And she's like, oh, do you want to see my my boobs? And I was like, oh, sure. Uh, sure. Let's but see it, the surgery. But it wasn't very, like... You know, there's a several ways that can go. You can be watching the movie The Titanic, and then sparks start to fly on screen, and then you you start heavy petting, and maybe it's like, do you want to see my boobs? You know, maybe it's like romantic sounding. <laughs> yeah. This was a little bit more kind of out of the blue. Like I was looking at like, like, like uh, Honda Civics on eBay or something, you know. And she's just mm-hmm. like, do you want to see my boobs? And I was like, sure. So. She she kind of did the thing that people can do where you kind of cover up your nipple with like like two fingers sort of you know yeah yeah and she was like look at the bruising and and some of that stuff it still hasn't gone away this this many this many mo- like months or weeks <laughs> after and I was like oh that's that's wow I was like but they look great you know good good so success <clears throat> so whatever like we hang out and then she transferred away uh after our first semester. At Tennessee. She transferred to another mm-hmm. college. We stayed in touch. And at one point she's on the phone. She's like, you know, how come we never how come we never dated? How come we never an item? And I was like, an item. Was it nineteen fifties? And I'm like Wait, I'm what like, did you say? Cordis? I said, How come we were never an item? Oh. <laughs> you ever say that? Oh, they're I've heard they're an item. Yeah, yeah. I've heard they're an item these days. Oh, that's a hot phrase. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about did you hear about uh you know, Brad and uh Brad and Samantha? Oh, Heard, no, we I, didn't. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard they're an item. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> heard they're an no, we item. didn't. <laughs> so, she, we're on the phone, like, you know, a couple months later. She, she's like, how come we never dated? I was like, why well, did I never thought you were that into me? She's like, I was laying on your bed showing you my boobs. What do you mean I didn't think I was into you? And I'm like, well, it didn't feel like it. It wasn't very romantic. It felt more like, uh, I don't know. But, you know, Brad, it could be that I missed a cue there. You know? Well, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, st- I had to start a club in high school called the Friend Club for guys who were always in the friend zone just to make myself feel better. I'm like, hey, guys coming out tonight? Yeah, we're all in the friend zone. I was just, yeah, tell us, share stories. <laughs> you guys were the original incels. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like people look back, they're like, oh, how did the phrase 420 start for weed? You know, and there's all these like theories like, oh, there was a club in California uh-huh. and they all did. It's like, oh, I wonder how incels started. It's like, oh, there was this <laughs> friend club in uh, Fitchburg, Massachusetts back in the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I got to respect, uh, you got to respect, yeah, if you get a breast reduction, it's more about yourself, your comfort, uh, maybe you are a little self-conscious, whatever. Having a breast reduction is more for yourself and your comfort. Uh, uh, getting breast implants is more about attracting your dad's friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, so, as much, so as you say it, we're like, yeah, yeah, we get it. It's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's, it's for her, and that's, that's a good choice. You get breast implants, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with that either, but... Different intentions. Different intentions. <laughs> Attracting your dad's friends. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, hi, Amber. Remember we talked about Amber? We love Ambers. Oh, love a good Amber. Hi, Amber. Oh, you look great. You look great, great. There's just that moment in the barbecue where where she comes out to get into the pool and everyone just stops talking for just one second too long and everyone kind of knows what everyone has looked at, but no one wants to say it. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's like, oh, a lot to say. Hey, how are we doing? Samantha, congratulations on graduating. <laughs> uh, we're all messed up. I love it. I gotta, uh, I gotta piss real quick, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, enjoy the rest of the cast. <laughs> Just ditch them. See you later. Get them out of here. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just, I should just, I should just, what do you say, guys? Just get out of here and just leave them. And, but he knows we got to fulfill an hour, so he's got to do a half an hour alone. Good. Did you do the dishes? Um, yeah, uh, I know you can't hear Sid, but uh, um, what was I gonna say? Who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, a few. I just play like probably about an hour a day, which is like three or four games. I'm playing with the Avalanche. I, I I did not do well with the Bruins. They sent me off to Calgary to try out and win one in Canada. I lost in the playoffs. Very heartbreaking. Love that team. Love that team. Send me down to Colorado. I, this team has bi, they're bipolar. Mood swings like crazy. We're hot, we're not. I can't figure them out. I don't know how to inspire this team. I don't know how to inspire this team. We go, we go on a 10-game winning streak. We go on a 10-game losing streak. I mean, if we hit it at the wrong time this year, 
they're going to be shipping me off to Phoenix to coach the Coyotes. <laughs> Nothing's worse. Ugh. It's so hot. Even the even the uh, the arena's muggy. It's like they can't keep it cool enough. Sure. What are you gonna do, dude? What do you think about? Uh, were you were you hearing that like baseball wants to somehow do like they, they were toying with the idea of doing like a like all the teams live in a bubble in like Arizona or something? Yeah. Yeah. It got leaked again today about like the. Uh, the cactus versus the grapefruit league style, like those teams, like and which I believe is spring training, right? Okay, and, yeah. And um, and like how all the teams would be mixed up in like different divisions, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think hopefully, you know what? Yeah, of course. I hope. I hope at some point, sports come back. It's so crazy to think. It's so crazy to think that even if they do, either fans may not be allowed to go. Fans may not want to go, or they would do it. Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe they'll just open it up at some point. Oh, it's, we don't even know. What, dude, life is going to, oh, my God. How is life not going to change after this, at least for a year and maybe a little more? It's true. It's true. I mean, I guess they'll let people go watch the games in the middle of the summer. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Lawn seats, dude. Lawn seats. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh, do I like it? Sure. I mean, if it means they can play, yeah, I guess so. They did mention something about a potential. They're using the potential. Here's what I don't like. Have a take on this. They're considering using to practice even more social distancing, like the um, like the kind of electronic or robot umpires. Like you know, they've been talking about that for a while. You know, using like the electronic strike zone. Oh, I don't like that. You do it now. You do this now. It'll never change. It'll never change. Fair enough. Because they'll go, they'll go, it's so accurate, we like it, the players like it, umpires will not be around, at least the home plate umpire won't be around. Sure, yeah. You do it now, it's over, that'll be over. And baseball, I don't think will be in a good place. I think it's better to have a human umpire. Yeah, it's one of the fun things about baseball, it still has that human element a little more. Of course. Here, well, I'm thinking if they if they really want to if they want to try to make the league exist, right? Like on a in a bubble, you know, like they all just move out to some community in Arizona and they just they hunker down, right? Mm-hmm. These ball players are used to being on the road half the year. Do you bring yeah. your Do you bring your family with you to the Yeah to the yeah, bubble, maybe. or do you bring uh Do you, I mean you know there's mistresses out there. <laughs> <clears throat> you know you know what I mean. I mean. Listen, for the single Arizona players... Arizona's a great place to start over. <laughs> for the single players, more power to you. You know what I mean? You're out there, you're doing your thing. Attractive ladies in uh, in each city. and Bat and clean up. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's married guys with families that are doing the same thing. How are they going to choose who to bring into the biodome? <laughs> you know, honey, I know I love our family, I love our kids, but I've been, I have tell you something, whenever I go out to Minnesota... <laughs> And we and we sweep the and we sweep the twins. Uh, there's a girl out there that I've had a relationship with, and I'd like to bring her to the bubble. <laughs> okay. okay, well, bye forever. <laughs> Just sweep the twins. Fucking twins. Yeah, you got a poor twins. You got a mistress in Minnesota. Uh, you know what's probably fun. 
listen, normally, you know, normally I don't like stereotypes, but it's probably fun if you're a baseball player and you got your family. Let's say, what what team am I playing for here, Brad? In this in this hypothetical, what team am I on? Uh, I want to say Phillies. That's only because I'm picturing the old uniforms. Oh, I'd like uh, that. You play the, you play for the Phillies. All right, so I've, I'm in Philly and I've got my wife in like kids and, and she's talked me into having a dog somehow you know so i've got that life in philadelphia and we live like we you know we live a little on the edge of town like we're in the city limits but somehow we have a yard like you know some uh-huh. bucks county or something like that and uh <clears throat> and uh but then you get the you get all these stereotypes you know i got like a i got a, a pretty like tough blue collar gal in detroit you know what i mean for for mm-hmm. for interleague play, right? Because yeah, Detroit, like, uh, yeah, Detroit's American League, and uh, yeah, you you get it. You know, I got a, I got a sassy like like angry New Yorker for a Mets for my Mets uh for my Mets mistress. You know, <laughs> but those I mean the Florida <laughs> one, the Florida ones and the California ones. Ooh, buddy. Sure. Just she's just you. You're happy to see her. She's your mistress, but she gives you a hard time. Sure, <laughs> and she's. She's like always like auditioning for like to be the next Price is Right model or something, you know. <laughs> what team do I play for? I'm a Red Sox fan, so don't say that. What team do I play for? Oh, I definitely see you. I didn't get drafted by the hometown team. Who do I play for? Dude, I picture you. I picture you somewhere where you you wear one of those windbreakers quite a bit, like Seattle. You kind of always have one of those windbreakers on. <laughs> I would love to be a Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a Mariner. I'm known for hitting my pop flies so high they hit the retractable roof and the fans go nuts. <laughs> the fans boo when they open it up for the day. They're like, ah, Dad, 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 we're going to see Brad Howe hit the roof. He always strikes out, but he's known for his pop flies. Oh, sorry, son. They opened up the roof today. Oh, darn it. It's like, you know, the kid only goes to a game like once or twice a year. <laughs> And you like you like get into a little bit of trouble for criticizing the soccer team all the time because they love their soccer team out there for some reason. Hey Jude. <laughs> hey God, I hate Jude. soccer. Like, like some of the some of the more progressive fans kind of hate you for that because you're just always taking <laughs> cheap shots at the soccer team for some reason. Uh, well, I don't know, man. We got a great team. What's why are you not watching us? But yeah, you've got you've definitely got some kind of a a, a Brewers uh, mistress. I feel like. Oh yeah, Brewers. <laughs> people in Milwaukee, nice people. Great people. <laughs> yeah, great people. Great people. <laughs> oh my lord. So uh, what's gonna happen? We get out of this crisis. Uh, me and you gonna get our motorcycle license or what? I think we should. You know, this is... I- I'm definitely doing. I want you to do it too. If this is talk, got... yeah, the lick's got to go for a ride. Dude, the lick rides. The Lick Rides. That'd be great. We'll do like an annual ride, like the Lick Ride, you know? And it kind of like becomes a thing, you know? Yeah. It's a kind of, the Lick Ride becomes this like motorcycle festival that's the kind of ones where when you live in the town, you choose to leave town that weekend. You're like, oh, I'm getting out of town before (laughs) the Lick Ride. (laughs) My kids just don't need to see that, you know? I mean... There has to, I love that. Yes, exactly. There has to be there has to be a world where you can ride a motorcycle safely. Where it always seems like it's like the worst thing you could ever do to your life and like risk it. 
as long as you're not commuting and you're being safe, there's got to be a world where it's still safe to do. Yeah. You know, you're doing it out more in the country or not, you know, not in the city. I think, I mean, things happen. There's got to be a way to ride responsibly. I would think. Don't, don't ride on the highway. A highway seems like it'd be dangerous. Hey, we have a, we have a motorcycle listener, you know, Chris Gwinner rides them very successfully. Yes, he's been doing it for a long time. Even you did. rode a motorcycle down there. Did you like it when you did it? I thought it was fun, dude. Wind in your wind in your face, wind in your hair a little bit, you know. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, dude, it's really fun. It's really fun. It's it's exhilarating. Uh, you know, it's good it's for just, it's good for the mind. That's what I hear. I felt that way about I feel that way about riding a bike. Oh, totally. Bicycle. Dude, you know what I've noticed my last two or three rides up here? Is that because there's so much less traffic, I feel less focused and I feel like I'm like I'm exposing myself to a little more danger. Like a bus passed me the other day and I was yeah. kind of just not ready for it. But when there's a ton yeah. of traffic, you're just you're just glued in, you know? Sure. This was like I was like, oh shit. And like sure. there's so few traffic that people aren't paying attention as much either. This guy totally blew through a stop sign and then gave me the sure. wave, like, oh I'm sorry. And I, no, I, I didn't, dangerous. I didn't harbor any ill will because I did, It was very obvious it wasn't on purpose. But and I could, I, I could. The guy had his window down, so I was watching him. I noticed he wasn't going to stop, but it was. Uh, sure. It's like yeah, when there's less stuff going on, you kind of lose focus a little bit. Yeah, yeah it, I can definitely see that. I definitely see that. I've been taking it for granted that people see me, but I'm like, you know what? Not many people are biking. Yeah. So. Um. So Brad, there's something I've been noticing lately. A lot of people are like, uh, you know how like a son will come home, probably not you or I, because we're not traditional sons, but a son will come home, you know, chat with the, with the folks, you know, chat with the old man. And then you like, you just, like start fixing up stuff at your parents' house for them that they can't get to, you know? Oh, yep. it's like, uh, have you had to help anybody, either a parent or someone else fix something over FaceTime? You're like, no, nope, no, nope. FaceTime. Like, grab that one. No, nope. turn it the other way. No, nope, the other way. My father, um, he would turn to me last if he ever needed help fixing something. <laughs> if that's what you're asking, or, or you know, if it, no, no, I have not been in that. I people do not look for me to fix anything. I haven't been able to fix myself. I can't fix anything tangible. No, no. So, what's your point? I was just asking. <laughs> I'm useless. I'm useless. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if someone's like trying to make pancakes for the first time and you're like, no, no, wait for the bubbles, then you flip it. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Have you? Um, no, but I was propositioned to do that yesterday. Is this you asking me to help you with something? No, no, I just was... Uh, I was thinking about our bicycles, and then my friend asked me to, to uh, assist with uh, putting a bicycle rack on the back of their bicycle sometime this week. You're a big bicycle guy, of course. Yeah. I said I'd love oh, to. That's cool. I said I'd love to. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, also, you get to go to someone's house, but you don't have to play by their rules, you know? With this whole FaceTime uh, thing, like, it's like, oh, some people are shoes off in the house, people. No. You know? I'm hanging out. It's like, how do you guys feel right now? I'm in your house, and I've got my shoes on. Ooh, rub it right in their face. Yeah. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> you know you're at you're at someone's house who's vegan and you're just you're just tearing into Ooh, some some frozen white castles. 
Love that. <clears throat> God. Vegans, huh? They really took it over, huh? Boy, they're and they're having a ball. Was there not there was a point like when vegans were like you know, they weren't uh, around as much and now now oh, they're here. They're everywhere. They're not going anywhere either. How about parents who make their kids be vegan? I've seen that. Hey, Jude. Exactly. Dude. Egg, egg, exactly. Those people, those poor kids, they're trading <laughs> tofu, trying to get like a bite of a piece of pizza at lunch. I mean, there, there is no way a child chooses that. They might see their parents doing it, but it's only because their parents are probably, you know, making them. Of course, dude. You're, you're a little kid. And you're watching like uh, I don't know what's a movie for kill for children like uh, Jumanji or something, and like like, like someone's taking a bite out of a burger. You don't mean to tell me you don't want to do that? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody's like all upset about a big reason why like some certain people are in fact upset about. You know, Tiger King is they don't like to see, you know, these tigers in captivity, especially under, like, maybe not so stable people or, you know, just whatever. Yeah. I'd love to try tiger meat. <laughs> to that, I say that's not the reason why we hate Tiger King. I'd love to try tiger meat. Sure. Why not, you know? Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> little shark fin, little shark fin soup for you, too, Brad. Oh, just all shark. all the delicacies. It's a dolphin smoothie. Have you had trouble getting your uh, your rhino horn dust? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have during the coronavirus. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I, I wonder le- why I want to get my motorcycle license because a lot of people like to wear like Harley Davidson shirts. Because it is like cool artwork and like it looks cool, but I want to say I ride a, bu- a bike. Yeah. 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 I'm with you on that. I don't have the stones to wear a motorcycle T-shirt and not have a motorcycle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I also wouldn't have the stones to have like a Wheel of Fortune T-shirt and not have at least been <laughs> in the studio audience. You know? <laughs> People are like, oh, you're a wheel watcher? I'm like, yeah. They're like, where'd you get the shirt? Oh, I just bought it on eBay. It's like, what? No, you need to have gone and seen a live taping, you know? <laughs> oh, I would imagine the gift shop's nice there. Oh, sure. Dude, nothing. Ooh, like Vanna posters? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those would be hot. Yeah, Dude, so hot. nothing better than when Sajak every now and then has to shush the audience. He's like, no, no, guys. The- Please, this is for the contestants. <laughs> like someone whispers out the the solution to a puzzle, you know. How is he holding up not seeing Vanna every day? He must be going nuts. Oh God, can you imagine? Yeah, it's a great question, dude. Vanna's daughter was on wheel recently, so Ooh. so Sajak a few months back took some time off for surgery or something or other. So Vanna was hosting. So she was doing the Sajak part, and her daughter was doing the Vanna part. Oh, really? Now, I don't want to get in trouble here, because I don't know how old she is, but she was hot. I mean, I'm sure she's over 18. I mean, I, I, hope. I highly doubt a 16-year-old <laughs> would have the guts to go on live TV and fill such a role. I and mean, she probably has some, like, 
performing background and maybe old enough. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have said that if she looked 16, which makes me think <laughs> she may have been, and you just gave a lick to an underage woman. I know. I'm Googling it now to see if I'm in big trouble. <laughs> I might be in huge trouble over here. Let's see. You're the kind of guy that tells... <laughs> oh, okay. It was Sajak's daughter. It was Sajak's uh, daughter. Sorry, I'm the kind of guy that does what? <laughs> tells his friend that his daughter's beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, your daughter's beautiful. It's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it weird like when older guys... I, to me, I, I think you can say it to like, a little girl because it like... A, like kids are like cute and like you can like maybe encourages them a little bit too and like i think it's like parental for all people to be like oh your kids are cute and like this stuff the daughter's 14 like your daughter's beautiful it's like uh, don't say that don't don't say that (laughs) all right folks Uh, i don't know how long that lasted for i think it was when i opened safari to look up how old pat sajak's uh daughter is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Brad, as long as you were talking, your audio will be fine. I can just match this back up. Just give me a clap. Yeah, just one second. Let me get you on speaker. Give him a clap. Yeah, just give me a just give me a one two three clap. One two three. All right, that should work. Sorry about that, liquors. Jeez, trouble in the old MacBook Pro. No, you're right. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. There's something about you tell someone that they're Is, like. Are you like changing right now? Are you like trying to put on a bathing suit, like falling over sideways? Oh, well, I got I keep my phone in the window because it works so poorly here, and then it sometimes I I hit the cord with my hand, and rip it out of the window. Wait, are you like, are you like, on your bed, on your stomach with your legs betwixt beside, like, like a teenager looking at like. <laughs> Like doing the cast, like looking at a teenager, like teenage girl, like looking at. Uh... No, I know the exact pose you're talking about. It's like the teenage girl looking at her school yearbook with her legs like crossed. <laughs> like you're on your, you're on your stomach, you know. And you're like... You do that, and I look a spoon weird. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to see me lick a spoon. You're gonna get really horny. <laughs> Both men and women. <laughs> I hate how I lick a spoon. Not a big fan. I'm not a fan, but I do it. I don't like that I do it. I told my therapist, I'm like, he's like, what do you want to fix? Relationship issues, you know, relationship with your parents, insecurities. I, I lick a spoon really hot, and I'm really insecure about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, City has caught me on accident. You know, I'm eating a yogurt, and I kind of lick it on one side, and I turn it over. <laughs> Give it a big old <laughs> tongue slick. Slick and slap. Dude, it is hot. It is so, hot. So, uh, how old is Pat Sajak's daughter? <laughs> 25. I'm in the clear. All right, you're fine. Thank See? God. Thank God. I almost ended my career right here on the lick. <laughs> Wouldn't be your fault. It'd be his fault. I have an attractive daughter, and she's underage. He shouldn't put her on TV. Yeah. She's turn, of age. Turning letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, turning letters. One of the hottest positions in TV history, Vanna White turning letters. Get my daughter on there. For all these guys who tune in daily, of course not. No, she's she's definitely a bitch. Because I would assume like the, the job of turning letters on Wheel of Fortune is similar to being like the ring girl at like a boxing match, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's there to yeah. sort of uh, 
What does that do? What does that do for the the arena audience? Is it just kind of takes away the violence for a minute with like a like a person in a bathing suit holding like a a poster that says round thirteen? I don't know. I think it goes even further. I think it ups the violence of like who's the toughest to win this type of woman, or or just the sex appeal that goes along with violence in general. Wow, that's a great call. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of testosterone being thrown around. <clears throat> Sure. Yeah. I mean, I always think about that. Have you ever... All right, so I, you and I are the kind of guys that go to people's houses to watch NFL football, you know? Or, so, you know, like, I'm thinking of a couple specific times here, but I'll be like at someone's house watching football. A group room full of guys. You know, the beers are flowing. A little bit of locker room talk. Of course, you and I kind of hang out with a lot of comedy-type people, so it's... Watching football with comedy-type people, is, it's like a lot of comments, a lot of jokes. It's like, it can almost be a little too much sometimes. Uh-huh. And then they, they cut away right, to go to commercial, fun. and then they'll show like a really hot cheerleader. And I'm like, man, she's attractive. And I look around, I'm like, I wonder if I'm the only one that thinks that. And then I think, <laughs> what am I, crazy? <laughs> We're all watching the same TV screen. Why do I think I noticed her and they didn't, you know? I don't know. Yeah, of course. Is that weird? No, that's why it's uncomfortable watching stuff with your dad. <laughs> Dude, worst movie to watch with your dad. Worst movie to watch with your dad. Striptease. <laughs> Striptease. I also wanted to have a whole take last episode, and I forgot. I want to give Demi Moore a lick. Give her I, a- and, Yeah, come on. If you're listening for the first time, it's a sound effect. Go ahead. There you go. Oh, I love Demi Moore. Oh, yeah, of course. Dude. Now and then. Dude, you're talking to somebody who was like 11 years old and found that famous Vanity Fair, uh, that famous pregnant naked Vanity Fair cover in a dumpster in Savannah, riding my bike around looking for Playboy in a dumpster. Oh. I'm a big Demi Moore guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, those were the days, huh? Just hopping into a dumpster looking for Playboys. Yes. <laughs> Wait, strip so strip tease, that would be the most uncomfortable movie to watch with your old man, huh? Um yeah, unless there's some sort of father and son bonding movie I'm trying to think of. Sure. Or like <laughs> or like one that has both, like sex and father son bonding. Yeah. Like uh I don't know what that would be. A river runs through it maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think the what more about you? well, I think to me it's like the more realistic and the more emotion, probably the worse it is, you know. So if you're watching like the beginning of that movie, The Dirt, it's like, well, it's just so quick at the beginning. It's like, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but it's like it's almost cartoonish the amount of sex in the beginning of the movie, The Dirt, you know. Yeah. But then you watch yes. a movie like uh, like Titanic, <clears throat> and it's just such a long love scene. Kind of, yes. kind of realistic looking at at times. Uh-huh. It's like that. That would be that'd be a tough one. That's that's one where I uh, go to the go to the freezer for another hot pocket while we're watching. Hot pocket. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my hot pocket story, Brad? No. So when I was a uh, when I was in high school, uh, you know, my parents had stuff going on. Sometimes it would be a feed yourself night, so we'd have fun food in the fridge, hot pockets, right? And we had this little, st- we had a, 
a tiny, like a little 12-inch, 10-inch television on the fridge at the time. And we didn't have a remote for it. So if you wanted to channel surf, you had to like stand on a stool and and do the uh, and do the cable box because the cable box yeah, had num- yeah, yeah. numbers on top. Yeah, yeah. So what I'd do is I'd eat a Hot Pocket while <laughs> standing on the stool channel surfing. Well, the problem <laughs> is... <laughs> The problem is the stool was really, really narrow. And sometimes if I just got a little too, like, I'd be standing on one leg or something, just kind of not paying attention. Sometimes I would stand too close to one edge and it'd flip out from underneath me. (laughs) Anyway, I'm eating this Hot Pocket. And Brad, I'm embarrassed to say this happened many, many times. Eating a Hot Pocket with a paper towel, like just kind of eating it like it's a candy bar. Yeah, careful. And bottom blows out. Oh, and then that hot, yeah, like juice, like cheese, and like yeah. like ham juice would would fall onto my bare feet. Oh my god! But then I couldn't jump off the stool fast enough because it would like if you jump off too quick, you lose your balance. So I had to like, so my foot would be like burning from this hot cheese, and it'd be like. It would take me like a full like couple seconds to get off the stool and then wipe it off, and then I have to put an ice cube on my toes. Oh, see, I, I figured you were young enough where you could still, like, stick your foot in your mouth and <laughs> really try and get it. The amount of times I've burned the tops of my toes eating a hot pocket, and I never learned my lesson. <laughs> you know, nowadays I knife and fork them, but uh, back then I just was always convinced I could find a way to eat it without the bottom blowing out. <laughs> I I only had Hot Pockets in my life during, like, college. We weren't much of a Hot Pocket family. No. That was sort of like a Sid fun food. It's like, oh, we're going to be out. Let's buy some Hot Pockets for Sid. He'll nuke anything. I don't know what my sister ate on those nights. She probably made herself, like, a salad. I didn't even notice. I also feel like diets are slowly, like, getting, like, better. Like, like parents don't not a lot of parents try to like weed their kids off that stuff now. Yeah, we were part of the generation where it didn't matter. It's like who cares? Yeah, it's like fun. It's like oh, it's like fun. Oh, we bought Gatorade for the house. It's like now it's like uh, there's soda in the house. Don't worry about it. It's like, Dude, you can't do that. Speaking of Gatorade, on my bike ride the other day, I listened to Elvis Live 1969. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, he he starts going on about Gatorade. He's like, "Folks, give me a minute. I got here." That's what I'm so confused, and I don't know if it. So this Must album, this album on Spotify was called Elvis Live 1969, but it's like several different concerts. So it's like, like like Suspicious Minds is on there five times at five different venues. So I don't know if it's like a shitty album that someone uploaded as an album or, and they just got, but I mean, for Elvis died so long ago for him to be talking about Gatorade at all. It must've been in its absolute infancy. Sure. Because definitely. I'm drinking this stuff called Gatorade and, uh, it's supposed to work even faster than water. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to play this. I'd love to play the clip right now, but I'm afraid my my garage man will crash. What's Elvis's favorite Gatorade flavor? Oh, man. 
Is it like a, like a white cloudy one? Yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah, like, it's definitely his. It's named after like a wave in Hawaii, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's like the the hula break or something, you know? <laughs> Dude, if Elvis Come. were alive today, how would he be quarantining? Um, he's at Graceland. Sure. He. Um. I don't know. What do you think? What's he doing? I just imagine he'd be doing a lot of stuff that people are like, Elvis, really? Don't do that. Like, he's like. Yeah. He's like flying his own plane. Elvis. And they're like, you don't even have a pilot's license. Like, the pilot. Because the pilot's like gone home to like Jackson, Mississippi or somewhere, you know? And Elvis just like, Elvis just drinks a couple beers and then just fires up like a Cessna and just takes off. And he's flying around and he's like, Elvis, would it? You know, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to land this thing. <laughs> you know? Or like, like for all we knew, Elvis had like, like Elvis is doing like a bullfight in his backyard or something crazy. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, he, <laughs> what, do you, what do they call the Memphis Mafia? That's right. Oh, that group of people that all hung out at his house? He had the Memphis Mafia over. <laughs> you're just stuck with Elvis. And you kind of have to do, like, if you're stuck with Elvis and you're part of the Memphis Mafia, part of his entourage, I, I assume, like, you know, one of the unspoken rules is like, well, since Elvis is paying for your entire life and lifestyle, it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta be willing to do whatever he wants to do. Of course, he wants to play cards all night long, and you're like, Elvis, I'm kind of tired. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he's like, oh man. He's like, I made uh, like Elvis is making all sorts of frozen drinks. You know, it's like Elvis, man. I took, I told you, I need a night off. You know, he's like. <laughs> He's just serving up Frozen's, dude. Mm. <laughs> Fucking Elvis. Elvis is the kind of guy that would for sure have gotten caught, like, uh, like cheating on his wife, like, in his, like, you know, Instagram uh, direct messages. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Because he's, he's too old to, like, know that he's, like, it's, you're going to get caught, Elvis. <laughs> It's like, he's kind of like, it's kind of sad almost. Like he tries to do boomerangs and stuff. And it's like, you're not doing any of this right and you're going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Like it's almost like Brett Favre, like sending dick pics to that like reporter. It's like Elvis just like gets caught sending dick pics all the time to, like, to his friends, to his friends' daughters too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Elvis. <laughs> It's like what? Yeah, he definitely was sending dick pics to his friends' daughters. It's like, hey, Elvis, man, I'm like, I'm so glad, like, you know, our our daughters met at school, and like, it's kind of ironic that I'm a normal guy, and like, you're Elvis, and you know, you got to accustom, you you have to like accommodate your life to that normal suburban living now. But you just, can't, even though you're the king, please, please stop sending dick pics. <laughs> Yeah, because if, like, if his daughter wanted to play, like, soccer, you know, you're going to be among other normal people. <laughs> well, we we have a mutual friend who used to work at the hotel. I'll say it after the cast. 
I guess I could say. His name was Ben. Sure. He, I remember him saying he went to school with, like, Glenn Fry's kid. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, because you got to remember, like, these people are living in California. Their kids are in the school system. You're bound to run into celebrity kids a Make, lot. Makes sense. They're probably not all in these really high, expensive schools. I mean, they can still be normal kids in a public school. Maybe it's a good public school or something. Who would have thunk it? So then, so then it's like your your parents are hanging out with like Glenn Fry eating popcorn, watching like youth basketball. Yeah, yeah, totally. What did you did you see uh, Mike McCarthy, the former coach of the Packers and now coach of the Cowboys, was at his son's basketball game, and like after the game, got into like a verbal fight with the referee. And it's like, oh, there's Mike McCarthy. What's he I doing? Didn't. Oh, he's really upset about the call. I did. He still thinks he's coaching the Packers, but you know it's his son's game. <laughs> it's got to be tough to be famous, you know. You're under a microscope. Yeah. <clears throat> well, hell. Monday night, huh? Monday night, six forty-seven. Still light out. Yeah, I got 13 minutes till my pots and pans banging over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, guess what? My neighbors, I told them I did some watercolors. They uh, they asked me if they could have one. No way. Yeah, so then I... How much are you going to charge them? <laughs> I didn't Dude, charge them anything. Exactly. Charge their ass. <laughs> oh, cute. Somebody's making art. Can I have one? Yeah, just another form of free entertainment as people are in. You know, I, I can't even make a buck in this industry. I thought it was touching, you know. Certainly not. Uh, make yeah. money off of them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was, you know how artists are, Brad. You know, we're sensitive. So then I was like, oh, I wasn't sure if they were being serious. And so I kind of didn't follow through, like, straight the first day. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it was also just because, like, you know, it's like, very easy to be lazy in this time of quarantine. Plus, like, for me to go out my front door, it's like, well, you got I don't know. Once I leave my front door, then I'm like... I'm like, I have to do the full sanitization of myself all over again, you know. But anyways, I was like, hey, I wasn't sure if you really wanted it. They're like, no, we definitely want it. I was yelling to them outside my window. So anyways, I, I put it in an envelope with a little note attached yesterday. So, Wait, wh- which one was this? Beer, The beer can and a koozie. All right, see. Th- <sighs> oh boy, here we go. I like this. I like this. Ah, oh, boy. All right, well, that's nice of you. That's nice of you. Did you want it? No. I I mean, no, no, no. I mean, yes, but no, 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 not like that. I've seen your watercolors. I'll give them a lick. They're really good. Kind of you to say. Yep. They're going to put that in some cool frame. <laughs> Because it's worth being in a frame. Yeah, watercolors like that. One might call it abstract art. But it is really cool looking. And a great piece to have in your living room. And, oh, even a story. My neighbor did it. It's like, you go into any... Dude, do you know how much people sell that kind of stuff for? Like any art show or art fair. They put like $100 on this stuff. 
You ever walk into a coffee shop and they're selling these like photographs that people have taken and they put like $300 and it's like a very simple picture of like nothing? Yeah, I can't, I can't get I'm over it. I'm sick of people manipulating other people into paying for this stuff. But on the flip side, now granted, I don't think they're just going to be like, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks for that. Yes, you are their neighbor. Yes, you, it's an exchange. But another way of like, the artist has the hardest time making a buck. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, can I have, um... <laughs> Oh man, you um, what's it? I don't know. It's not. A, I don't know. Well, you know, they told me. They said we noticed that how, how bare our walls are now that we're FaceTiming all the time. Yeah, go work for hours. Isn't it convenient? So they know they uh they need some stuff in the background. I'm ha- I'm happy to be part of it. I'm saying, you might have a future in painting, and and don't get taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Thank what I'm saying. You, Thank you, Brad. I'll take it. I don't know what I'm saying. Dude, I, I guess I have this idea that I'm sure like these really cool, nice, awesome, really nice, regular, cool people. And I just have this idea that they're like these like snobby hipsters who are like, give me your art. Oh no, they're chill. They're super chill. I know, I know. But I see. No, what I you're totally saying. get it. Of course, I would give them like my neighbor a piece of art. I don't care. I don't know. I'm trying no. to defend the artist over here. Well, you know what, Brad? Maybe it's something to aspire to. Maybe it's something to aspire to. You know, now that I'm now that I'm good enough. The artist performs for free. Of course, tonight at 7 o'clock, they might be like, oh, we didn't really want it. We're going to put it back on your doorstep. <laughs> uh, are we going to get audio of the pots and pans banging? Sure. Or is that, I mean, we got nine minutes to go. Or is that, or, or we, uh, I don't know. Well, we do that for Thursday. Is that Thursday's cast? Oh, wait, seven. Dude, I have been talking on the phone so much during this time. I, I talked on the phone the other day from 6 o'clock in the afternoon to 1 in the morning. Jesus. D- different people. Yeah. But it was basically each phone call was back to back to back to back. And I was like, oh, that's nice. holy shit. It was, I mean, it was fun and it certainly passed the time. But I was like, wow, dude. That's a lot of gabbing. Yeah, a lot of gabbing. A lot of gabbing. Lot of Gavin. That's nice. Well, what's Monday night got going on for you, Brad? What's it look like? Mm. I have some things I'm gonna do around here, and then maybe we'll, I don't know. I'm I'm not been watching a lot of TV. Maybe I will watch like a movie or something. I think I just noticed whenever I try to like watch a movie, especially during these times, it's just another reminder that there's so much stuff out there. I have just have a hard time just sitting down and being like, I'm just going to watch TV or a movie. I don't know. I just, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying, oh, boo, sit around and watch movies. I'm not saying that. But, you I know, I keep busy doing other random stuff. Maybe I'll try and watch something. I did watch uh, a movie last night. Movie, uh, I think we've talked about it. Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. I oh. wanted to see it for a long time. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch that. Pretty intense. Worth a watch. Okay. You heard it here first. That was like the first, I think it might maybe have been the first movie I watched during quarantine, but it was fun. Kind of, I think I, I think I have a hard, I have a hard time like watching TV. Like I get so antsy. I'm on my phone then. And then after whatever I'm watching, I'm like, what did I just watch? Yeah. Last night I put the phone away for like, I tried. I made it to like 
three quarters of the way through, I put it like, on silent and I wanted to check something. <laughs> it's just so much media. Yeah. Especially our phones. My God. Well, you know what's also crazy is, uh, not bad. crazy, but it makes me realize how much football is like this this like sport that's perfect to watch while you're eating because there's so many... Like there's so many, unless a team's running a hurry up offense, there's like there's like big gaps to take bites, you know. <laughs> you take a bite when you're watching hockey, you might miss a goal. But football in general, you kind of know the pace of the game, and there's so many little breaks, you can take a lot of bites. Yeah. But between bites and texts, when I'm watching TV, I miss a ton, dude. Well, Tampa Bay fans are gonna have to adjust. They're not used to that. <laughs> That's right. You know. Well, they're used to they're used to turnovers, and now <laughs> Tom Brady's going around the two yard line throwing a bomb at forty two years old. He's like, "Whoa, I took a bite at the wrong time." Sorry about that. <laughs> I stepped outside on my lanai to smoke a cigar. <laughs> a lot of people in Florida have like these little like cages with like mini pools in them. <laughs> yeah, is that for the bugs? I don't know. I've never understood it. My grandparents live down there, and everybody has these yeah little cages. Yeah, you got little lizards and bugs, and yeah, maybe it's just a way to like block off your space, I guess too. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, good point. Probably the bugs and the little lizards. And maybe like I mean, is it does it have to do with alligators? You know, I don't know. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of crazy wildlife down there, huh? Yeah, what a place. Including like wild, like freaking Florida panthers and stuff. <laughs> it's true. Alligators, snakes. What a place. It's crazy, man. Florida's kind of scary. You're damn right it is. Anyways. Well. All right. Well. Well, you know what? I'll just get about uh, 13. I'll get some of this audio some other time. So when we when, when can really get into it. On a night when I'm not in detention. I'm glad you're self-policing yourself. Your doctor's happy about this. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> well, liquors. I, I know. I've been drinking a lot lately, and like last night, I'm like, I'm, I'm hungover. I'm not drinking tonight. I didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I might even take a couple days off. I go to the supermarket. <laughs> Six-pack jumped in my carriage in the little cart before I could say anything about it. I'm like, all right, come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> there you go. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jumping. Jumping. Well, Lickers, I guess we'll leave you with that, huh? Yep, that's it. We'll see him on Friday. Love you guys. Love you guys. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. You. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, we love the Taco Bell dog, too. All right. Bye. <laughs>